Oh, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Harland Highway podcast. Great to have you here. Uh, what a show we have today. Hi, I'm Harland Williams, and today we're going to be covering a lot of ground, air, gas, liquid, fuel, whatever. Uh, we've got a crazy news story coming up for you that is just ridiculous. It involves a very large lizard. Okay. And then uh, also, uh, we're going to be talking about the repetition of living in the uh, stay-at-home order world that we're in right now. Yeah, the virus is keeping us all at home, and things are starting to get a little repetitious. And I'm going to be talking about that merry-go-round we're all stuck on. I think it's driving all of us a little bit nuts. And then later in the show, also, uh, Yigabal Hasnu calls in. Uh, he's our, uh, our friend from, uh, from the Middle East, or I think he's from India or somewhere. I've never really asked him, but he's got a brand new uh, look for the face masks we've got to wear. Uh, when we're, while we're in quarantine and lockdown, you know, we're all wearing these face masks and they're ugly and they're unappealing. Apparently he's come up with a new design. So Igabal has new, will be calling in. It's going to be great. Put your toenail clippers on. This is the Heartland Highway. Sit down, strap in. And tighten your diaper. Come on. You're about to go down the Harlan Highway. That means that every woman in this village who is capable of childbirth is going to have a baby. You shit-kicking, stinky horseman or smelling motherfucker, you. Tell me his name. You must tell me his name. This is Harlan Williams. Oh, well, my mistake. <laughs> Guess I'll be on my way then. You just made a wrong turn onto the Harland Highway. What have you done to it? What have you done to its eyes? All of you. All of you freaks. Heavens to Murgatroyd. Whether you're wearing a pullover or a cardigan, it's the Harland Highway. I have to hang up now. Okay, okay, easy on the celebrations. Let's start the podcast with me asking you this. Do you feel like this right now? Just just take a listen and ask yourself, do you feel like this right now? Phil? Hey, Phil? Phil? Phil Connors? Phil Connors, I thought that was you. Hi, how you doing? Thanks for watching. Hey, hey. Now, don't you tell me you don't remember me, because I sure as heck fire remember you. Not a chance. <laughs> Ned! Oh, Ned. Right? Remember? Remember Ned? The insurance salesman from Groundhog Day? Remember the movie Groundhog Day? Where you, uh, you, 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 you got Bill Murray waking up every day in the same damn hotel room? And reliving the same day over and over and over and over and over again. It's a great movie, by the way. But if you, uh, somebody's texting me. <laughs> um, but if you, uh, if you watch uh, the movie, it's just, it's, it's a really classic movie because it, it's got all those great elements. It's got fantasy. It's got great heart. It's got great comedy. It's got great, uh, great message. It's got it's got a love story, it's got a redemption story, it it it's a coming of age story. I mean, it's just there's there's so many elements. It's it's uh, it's hard to watch movies nowadays that are just so gratifying and satisfying on so many levels. It's it's a really well crafted movie, and um, it's uh it's it's very interesting because I was out walking the other day. And I had been thinking this. I'd, I'd even said to a few friends, this is like Groundhog Day. And I was out walking the other day, and one of my neighbors, I passed, I go, hey, how are you doing? She goes, oh, it's like Groundhog Day. I'm like, yep. Ryerson. Needle nose Ned, Ned the head. Come on, buddy. Case Western High. Ned Ryerson, I did the whistling belly button trick at the high school talent show. Bing! Ned Ryerson got the shingles real bad senior year, almost didn't graduate. Bing! Uh, 
Ken! Ned Ryerson, I dated your sister Mary Pat a couple times till you told me not to anymore. Well? Ned Ryerson? Bing! Bing! <laughs> so it's a great scene. It, it, it's, it's, it's a scene where Bill Murray's walking down the street, and every day he meets the most annoying kind of loserish guy you could ever meet. A nerdy insurance salesman who doesn't know he's annoying and a loser. And in the initial meeting, which is right here, uh, you know, Bill Murray's sarcastic and rolls his eyes and he's like, oh God, what a what a piece of garbage, what a worthless human being, what a you know, he really he really kind of mocks and dismisses this guy's very existence. But then every day the guy keeps coming and come, Bill Murray keeps waking up in this same reality. Every day he keeps bumping into this guy and it's driving him insane. <laughs> so did you turn pro with that belly button thing, Ned? Or no, what? Phil, I sell insurance. What a shock. Do you have life insurance? Because if you do, you could always use a little more. Am I right or am I right or am I right? Right, right, right. Ned, I would love to stand here and talk with you. But I'm not going to. <laughs> see. Hey, that's all right. I'll walk with you. You know, whenever I see an opportunity now, I charge it like a bull. Ned the bull, that's me now. And so poor Bill Murray can't get away from this guy fast enough. I mean, just hearing his voice is like nails on a chalkboard. And this guy doesn't know when to shut up, and he doesn't, he doesn't get it that he's not wanted. He's one of those socially awkward guys that doesn't doesn't get it when people don't like them. And I think we've all met people like that. And maybe we've all been guilty of being a bit cruel to them and, and acting the same way Bill Murray is acting in this crazy scene. You know, I got friends of mine who live and die by the actuarial tables and I say, hey, it's all one big crapshoot anywho. Tell me, have you ever heard of single premium life? Because I think that really could be the ticket for you. Oh God. It is so good to see you. Uh, what are you doing for dinner? Uh, something else. It's been great seeing you, Needlehead. Take care. <laughs> Watch out for that first step. It's a doozy. <laughs> and then, of course, Bill Murray sloughs the guy off, doesn't want anything to do with him, doesn't even give him a chance. And as he steps away with this kind of pompous attitude, Bill Murray steps right off the curb into a big puddle of slush up to his shin. And we all know what that's like. It's cold. It's uncomfortable. Now your shoe's soaking. Your foot's freezing. And, of course, Ned doesn't have kind of the, uh, the wherewithal or the social skills to be uh, kind of sympathetic. Instead, he laughs. Uh, further instilling w what a kind of loser the guy is. He's, he's an insurance salesman that should be concerned about people having accidents, and Bill Murray turns and has an accident right in front of him, and he laughs at him. And so in a way, Bill Murray's not wrong that this guy is someone you want nothing to do with, but in life, we, we have to learn to be compassionate, and we have to learn that we're all not cut from the same cloth, and... And we all have a purpose. You know, as much as Bill Murray hated to admit it, this guy did serve a purpose. He provided insurance for just what Bill Murray did, accidents. And so one of the most heartwarming things about the movie Groundhog Day is that as Bill Murray has to meet this guy day after day after day, he goes through a whole range of emotions from being sarcastic to actually punching the guy in the face because he hates him. And then by the end, by the towards the end of the movie, when Bill Murray's transformed and he's kind of been able to be introspective and, and look back at his own behavior, he realizes that he's been kind of an asshole to everybody. And by the end of the movie, he kind of realizes that everybody has self-worth. Everybody has worth regardless of, of how awkward or how much of a misfit they are or how they don't kind of, you know, stand up to our rules, what we see as acceptable or, or normal. 
and Bill Murray has has this uh, epiphany that he realizes I have to be accepting of everybody just just because they're not like me or they're not the way society says they should be doesn't mean they're not humans with 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 emotions and feelings and all the rest of the stuff we have and and this plays out for every human being that Bill Murray meets along this journey every day he wakes up and meets the same people over and over and and he kind of has to come to this understanding about himself and so it's a really kind of great movie because it dissects it dissects kind of the the human range of of good and bad in us and it's slowly with each day you see you see the bad and the anger and the hatred um you know cresting and then you realize that human beings can't live in that place humans can't can't live on hate mountain it's just too empty and alone and dark and so what happens is they start to climb down off the mountain and open up and and be compassionate towards all people and the movie demonstrates this and it, it's such a great ride i mean if you've never seen groundhog day watch it it's just a wonderful movie. I appreciate it more as I got older. I, I think as you, you know, I saw it when I was in my 20s when it came out. And so I really wasn't as, as astute or aware of, of how, how being a human and living is. Like, you know, there's a lot of stuff where I was just like, all right, whatever. But as you get older and you live through some of these beats... And you realize that life is long and that, that, that things are tough... And that we all have uh, crazy personalities and feelings and emotions and beliefs that it it's hard to maneuver. But but somewhere along the line, as you get older, hopefully you get wiser and you learn how to navigate. And you realize it, it's all about give and take with with all of us. And so, if if you haven't watched the movie, watch it. And if you have watched it, I recommend you watch it again. It's one of those movies where you. You laugh, you cry, you learn, and it's just—it's an all-round robust film. It's you know, unlike a lot of movies these days that you you just leave the theater empty and go, "What? What did I just spend two hours watching?" Groundhog Day delivers, and uh, you know, interestingly enough, it's uh, you know all the em- all the emotional stuff of that movie isn't really happening so much during the virus shutdown. Because uh, I think most of us don't wake up every day and we're assholes like Bill Murray was in the movie. But what is happening is that repetition of waking up and we're not allowed to go anywhere. So it's kind of you wake up, you go to your kitchen, you go water the flowers, you go clean out the garage, you go back to the kitchen, you watch some TV, you go back to, you know, it's, it's that. So it's very relatable and very applicable to what we're going through right now. But anyways... Um, Check it out, Groundhog Day. It should be on Netflix or any Apple TV or whatever you got. And uh, just enjoy it for all the different levels. Watch out for that first step. It's a doozy. (laughs) Oh, I also got to add before I close the door on Groundhog Day, Bill Murray's acting. I mean, that role required just the perfect amount of sarcasm and dry humor, and and Bill Murray just nailed it. I don't know if anyone else could have done the role as immaculately as, as he did. Just just watch the subtlety of his acting in that movie where he, he keeps things small and dry and sarcastic, but they still land, they, they, they resonate so well and... Just tonally, they're perfect and hilarious, and it's just it's 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 really a masterful performance by Bill Murray. So enjoy Groundhog Day, and uh, let's move on, baby. Oh mighty ISIS! ISIS, dedicated foe of evil, defender of the weak, champion of truth and justice. Oh mighty ISIS! All right, speaking of mighty. How much, how much mighty longer, how, mu- how mighty, how mighty much we, mu- how musty mighty, 
how mighty, how much longer are we going to have to wear these, these masks on our faces? Is this, is this getting annoying? Um, so I think we have someone on the, on the line calling in, right, Roger? Yeah. A gentleman, he's an entrepreneur and he's come up with a way that, uh, covering your mouth, uh, can actually be fashionable. He says, um, I think none of us really like the look, the bleak look of these, these mouth coverings are like blue or white and they're just. They're, they're very kind of unappealing. So uh, this gentleman has said he's come up with a, a more fashionable way to conceal your mouth. Uh, let's put him on and see what he's talking about. It's uh, Igabal has news calling in. And uh, let's let's patch him in, Raj. Hello, Igabal. Hello? Hello, Igabal has news. Hello, Mr. Williams. Is Igabala has no call, Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, it's great to have you on the uh, on the show here. And uh, y- apparently, you have a a kind of a new configuration for the uh, the face mask uh, filter that we're all kind of uh, stuck wearing these days. Well, Mr. Williams, the the mask here is covering the mouth, as you know. And uh, it's very un- unappealing. The, the mouth, it, uh, it looks like you're sucking on a, on a, on a, a brown sandwich bag or something. Sucking on a, on a sandwich bag? Well, well it's a rectangular shape, Mr. Williams. And you put it over your mouth, and it looks like you're, you're, you know, you're sucking on a, a, a baby's a diaper or a, maybe a, a maxi pad. Uh, you're sucking on a maxi pad? What do you mean? It looks like you have a, a Tampax a maxi pad over your mouth and your nose, and, and you're breathing in like sucking, sucking the tampon, Mr. Williams. Ooh, that's kind of a, a gross visual, sucking a tampon on your face. Well, this is what the, 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 the appearance we have, Mr. Williams, unfortunately, and so uh, myself, Erigable Hasnu, has come up with a... Uh, an ultimate uh, the form uh, of uh, fashion uh, that uh, can cover you, and uh, you know it, you don't have to all look, uh, you know, like you're soaking on a tampon. Okay, let, let's get that visual. So, what what is your what is your alternative to uh, the face mask? Well, uh, Mr. Williams, in my uh, in my culture, we wear something called the borerka. I'm sorry, sir. The If you could slow that down, I'm not sure what you're saying, sir. The Borka. The Borka? Yes, Mr. Williams, the Borka. Oh, a Borka. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, well, if you could pronounce it correctly, it's a Borka. Okay, I don't know about the Borka. Well, okay, let, let me just say it my way and you say it your way, Mr. Williams. Okay, the burka. The burka. But right, burka. Burka. I'm trying. It's burka. Burka, you son of a. What the fuck? It's a burka. What the fuck is the wrong with you, Mr. Williams? Please settle down, sir. I'm. Just, I'm not. I. I don't have the inflection for for the right word. I'll just let you say it. Well, Mr. Williams, we. You know, if you're going to cover your mouth. And you're trying to filter out the bacteria floating in the air and things like this. Uh, why not just cover your whole body with a burka? So you're saying just adopt, that's a Middle Eastern uh, a garb, that's a traditional Middle Eastern type of fashion where traditionally women wear a burka. Burka. A, a, over their whole body and really just leaving a little slit for their eyes. Am I correct? Yes, Mr. Williams. So you see, our, my culture was way ahead of the curve. And we feel if you, you know, instead of you wearing the humiliating mask over your mouth and nose and you, you look like you're, you know, you look like you're going uh, mining for gold in an underground cave or something. Well, it does look rather silly and exactly but the burka 
It covers everything, and all you have is the eyes showing, Mr. Williams. Uh, okay, so you're covering the whole body, but is that really necessary? Well, Mr. Williams, the humans are, you know, bacteria machines. It's the, the human body is always generating uh, enzymes and uh, cells and uh, all kinds of, uh, you know, the bacterium and uh, things like this. And uh, why not just uh, put a whole sack of shit underneath a bag? What? Did you just say put the whole sack of shit in a, in a bag? I'm being metaphoric, Mr. Williams. I mean, I'm just saying, why not stuff the human beings in the burga, like, uh, you know, shoving a fat boy into a Walmart is a sleeping bag. Well, I don't think putting people in a burka is, is equivalent to shoving a fat child in a Walmart sleeping bag. Well, it's almost the same, Mr. Williams, except we cut a little space for the fat boy's eyes so he can look at the buffet or the food or donuts and have you. Uh, yeah, I don't know that, that North American culture is really going to go with the whole burka thing. Well, burka, but anyhow, Mr. Williams, if you don't change, if you don't adapt to uh, what is happening out there now in the world with the... You know, COVID-19, Mr. Williams. Uh, you know you're going to die, so you must have to wear the burka. Yeah, but, uh, you know, outside of just wearing it, it's also, let's not forget, it's a woman's piece of fashion. It's not something that men would traditionally wear. Well, you know, you want to dress like a girly girl or you want to die uh, riding in the streets like a dead dog that got hit by a car, Mr. Williams. Wait, so you're you're saying dress up like a Middle Eastern woman in a burqa? Burqa. Or, or die? In, in essence, that's what I'm saying, Mr. Williams. So I have designed a whole line of burkas for the North America sensibility. Maybe people don't want to go with all black burka like we do back home. So I have created a fashion line of burkas for the American style, you see? Okay, well, maybe that works. Well, what are some of the designs you have with these new uh, burkas? Burkas? Jesus Christ, how many times do I have to say it, Mr. Riddle? You sound like a fucking, like a retard. Okay, easy. I'm trying my best here. Well, I mean, the, uh, Mr. Williams, uh... Can we just get to your designs? What, what are some of the designs? Well, Mr. Williams, we know the Americans are like a logos, they like uh, designer things, they like brands. And so uh, we have the, the cherry red uh, Coca-Cola burka with uh, it, uh, red from top to bottom uh, with a white stripe down the middle and uh, Coca-Cola written across at the waistline, Mr. Williams. Wait, uh, Coca-Cola? The Americans, can, they, they love the Coca-Cola, the soft drink, one of the most well-known brands in the world. So you have the Coca-Cola Borka. So someone's walking around, they look like a giant bottle of Coke. Exactly, Mr. Williams, except there's a hole where the eyes. So it almost looks like you're inside the bottle of Coke looking out. And what could be more enjoyable for a fat American pig who likes to drink Coke all day than to actually be Coke, the fat fuck? Now, okay, easy. I, oh, uh, we do like our soft drinks here. What, what else have we got? People love the, the, uh, the, uh, the Walt Disney, Mr. Williams. Yeah, well, Disney, that's a huge brand. So what do you got there? Well, we have the Mickey Mouse Borka. We have the Donald the Duck Borka. Uh, we got the uh, the uh, what uh, the, the space guy from uh, what they want to call the Toy Story, Mr. Williams. Wait, Buzz, you've got a Buzz Lightyear Borka? A Borka? You're getting closer, Mr. Williams. Yes, but Buzz Lightyear Borka, and we actually have just as an accessory on the back the jetpack. What are you talking? You have a, a burka with a jetpack on the back? 
Borka, but yes, you look like uh, the, the Bud Light tears, and you have the the, the jetpack on the back, and you can uh, put things in the jetpack for a you know a COVID-19 picnic or something like this. You can put the hummus in the back or the pita bread or uh, you know whatever you want like this. Oh, okay. So Buzz Lightyear, we got Coca-Cola. Buzz Lightyear, what else? Well, people love it. We got the Cracker Barrel. You like a Cracker Barrel, Mr. Williams? Cracker Barrel, the restaurant? Yes, we got Cracker Barrel logo all up and down the Borka. You just see your eyes, and then from the neck down, you look like a uh, Cracker Barrel rocking chair, you see? What, the Cracker Barrel, Red? they got the rocking chairs out on the front deck? Right, Mr. Williams. So now you look like an old fucking wooden rocking chair. Uh, Borka, we see your eyes, and you look like a pile of stupid sticks, like a, you know, like a fat, retarded scarecrow, Mr. Williams. Okay, can we just spice down the language a bit? What what else have we got? Well, we've got the Burger King. You like a Burger King or Chicky, Chicky Fellish? Chick-fil-A and Burger King. Yeah, we got a burka. You look like a giant breast of a chicken. And we also have a hat, a very flat hat. You see the hats when, when the, the children, they graduate from college, Mr. Williams? Yeah, the, the, the flat hats when they go up and accept their degree. Yeah, correct, Mr. Williams. So we make those orange, the big square hat, look orange like a slice of Kraft cheese. Wait, like a cheese slice? Right, and so the borka, the Chick-fil-A borka, look like we, we print a, a, a photograph of a breast of a chicken on the borka. From head to toe, you look like a chicken breast. Okay, and you've got the hat that looks like a slice of cheese up on the top. So now you look like a full, uh, full uh, you know, a Chick-fil-A uh, bread, chicken breast sandwich. And what about the pickles? Well, you can put the pickles on your eyes, Mr. Williams, because your eyes are poking through the slit in the borica, and you look like a full shishvisha, you know, shishvilesh number one. When you go to the drive, you look like a number one. Okay, I, well, uh, is this going to work? We, we tested the, the, test the shishvile, and outside of it, a few flock of seagulls coming down and attacking uh, the Chick-fil-A uh, Borka. Uh, people are loving it. And we also uh, drip gravy on it so you smell like the Chick-fil-A. Did you just say Chick-fil-A? I meant the Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A, you smell like a dirty piece of chicken that was, uh, you know, laying in a sewer grate. Oh, my God. Okay, so and, and then what about the Burger King one? The Burger King one, uh, you have the Burger King logo, and you have the slit for your eyes, and you look like a uh, like a whopper with cheese walking down the street uh, with your flip-flops. So it, it looks very uh, eclectic, very artistic, Mr. Williams, like, like art in motion. Like art in motion. Yeah, very artistic. Well, you know, I, I don't know if this is going to catch on, Igabal, but I, I'm going to hand it to you for being creative. I, I don't know that Americans will adopt the, the Bork, the, the Bork, the Bork, the Borka. Yes, that thing. Um, but you know what? Maybe it works. Maybe it's the alternative people need. Um, and lastly, Mr. Williams, because we know the, the American people very sexualized uh, society. Okay, yeah, we were sexualized. I agree with that. Uh, we have the, uh, the, the Charles Bronson, the dildo borka. Charles Bronson, the, the actor? Right, from Death Wish. And, uh, you know, we wanted to take an American tough guy and uh, sexualized, so we have the Charles Bronson uh, dildo burka. The Charles Bronson dildo burka. Burka, yeah. We, what we did... I'm afraid to hear this one, Igabal. What we did is we took a, a photograph, we have found a photograph on an obscure uh, website on the dark internet. You know this? Well, okay. 
And we got a picture of uh, Charles Bronson's death fish penis, a big veiny, just a monster. It's like a, looks like the Loch Ness monster screaming at the moon, all the veins coming out of his neck and just... All right, we don't need all the descriptive stuff, Igabal. And so now you have a Borka. It's a fleshy pink, a beautiful, vibrant, fleshy pink. And uh, the top on the top, you have the slit for the eyes. And right above the eyes, you have the Charles Bronson a mushroom cap. Well, oh, my God. So you're telling me. And the wonderful thing, this is the one Borka where the, the, uh, the flip-flops, your sandals are covered at the feet. Most of the Borkas, you can see the feet sticking out at the bottom of the Borka. So why, why are the feet uh, covered on this one? And how are they covered? Because at the feet of the Charles Bronson dildo Borka, we have Charles Bronson's nut bag. So you have a volleyball over each foot. Are you telling me Charles Bronson's balls are hanging over the feet? On, on the Borka. So you have the mushroom cap at the top of the Charles Bronson dildo Borka. You've got the eyes sticking out. So now it's like, you know, it's like a penis with eyes. It's quite spectacular, Mr. Williams. And then you have the long veiny shaft go all the way down and you keep your feet warm as Charles Bronson's balls uh, sits on top of your feet, almost like your feet are being teabagged by tough guy Charles Bronson, the death fish guy. Yeah, the death... Okay, you know, I, I don't know that this is really going to work. I think we've kind of heard enough uh, about that. Well, I'd like to tell you lastly, Mr. Williams, about the Farrah Fawcett vagina borka. Now, the clit is hanging right over the eyes. At no, we don't want to hear the Farrah Fawcett. It's called the Charles Angels, Charlie's Angels vagina borka. No, we don't want to hear it. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Igabal. Well, then go eat a falafel with your fucking hairy ass cheeks, you pig. Why, why do I get yelled at at the end? He's starting to get these bur the, the, the Farrah Fawcett vagina burka, and I get, I'm the pig. God, I can't catch a break with these guys. So there you go. Is he gone? Wow. Okay, let, let's just move on to something a little less... I don't even know what that was. I don't think it's going to work. I didn't want to say it to him, but I'm saying I don't think it's going to work. Yeesh. Um, let's move to something really cool. This is a, we're going to do a giveaway. Can you believe it? This might be the, this will be the first time we've ever done this in all the years of the Harland Highway podcast where we're going to do the first giveaway ever. So here's, here's what it is that we're giving away. As you may or may not know, a lot of times when I have some spare time, I, I create T-shirts. What I do is I draw on, on T-shirts with uh, Sharpies. I use my art skills or my artistic ability, if you can call it that, and I draw these uh, one-of-a-kind T-shirts where I get colored Sharpies and I just kind of go with whatever's in my head, and I draw right on the T-shirt. There's no preliminary sketch. There's no thinking of ideas. I just start drawing and let it come out. So it's a one-of-a-kind, one-off, original piece of artwork on a white T-shirt. And, uh, and so uh, what I do is I draw these, and I put them on my website. I, d I don't have time to do a lot of them. Um, but when I do have time, I draw them, I put them on my website, and I usually sell them for 65 bucks. Sounds expensive, but A, they're a lot of work, and B, they're like an original piece of art. So if I were to do the same drawing on a canvas or paint it or do it on, you know, illustration board and frame it, it'd probably be hundreds of dollars, if not thousands, right? So I do them on the shirts, and you can wear them around, and nobody else has a shirt like this. So in, in the world of name brands and designer stuff where everyone seems to wear the same logo and same style, you can proudly walk around with a, one of your own Harlan Williams original one-of-a-kind hand-drawn shirts. 
But here's the deal. So a very generous fan of, of mine uh, who appreciates uh, what I do, my, my podcast and my videos and I guess my artwork and whatever, uh, she didn't want her name mentioned, so I won't mention it. But from, from the goodness of her heart, I had posted some of my new T-shirts in my store and uh, put them up for sale, and she bought a couple of them. And uh, when I went to ship them, she sent an email to my store and said, you know what, I, uh, considering what we're going through and, and uh, you know, times are tough and people are hurting, she goes, what I'd like to do is donate the shirts and, and give them to someone else, someone else who would appreciate them. And so I was thinking, oh, my God, first of all, how wonderfully generous. And, and I'll tell you where she's from. She's from Australia. So that's all I'm going to say out of respect for her wanting anonymity. But, uh, you know, we've, we've always loved Australians. I know I have. Canadians and Americans have always just loved the Australians. They're just such hearty and fun, nice people. I've been to Australia many times. And, and so it doesn't surprise me that someone from Australia is so generous and kind-hearted like this. And it's, it's heartwarming to to know that, you know, these shirts are sort of expensive and she bought them and said, you know what, give them to someone else. And so I thought, you know what I'll do, uh, and first of all, thank you so much for that. What a, what a wonderful gesture. Um, mystery woman, I can't say her name, but Australian mystery woman. Thanks for the lovely gesture, love. Good on you, mate. Um, so what I've decided to do is I'm gonna do a thing where we're gonna give them away. And here's how we're gonna do it. I was thinking, how can I do this? And I was thinking, why don't we do this? I will, uh, I will ask people to call the Harland Highway hotline and they can either leave a quick story. You only have two minutes because the, the voice message only lasts for two minutes. So if you ramble too long, you'll get cut off and you'll lose your chance at the shirts. So if you can, within two minutes, tell tell me and the audience here why you think you deserve the shirts or if, if that feels too pandering and you don't want to do that and, and maybe you don't even think you deserve the shirts, maybe tell a joke or a story or a, a quick little uh, funny joke or a funny story or a knock-knock joke or or maybe you do want to say why you, you want the shirts or why you feel you need them or deserve them. And however you want to do it, you can you can sing me a song while you want the shirts. You can do whatever you want. Be creative. And uh, and then I'll kind of decide which one I like the best. And don't be offended if you're not picked. But, you know, somebody's got to win. So let's just see what happens. And I'll, I'll leave the line open for two weeks, starting from, from the point you hear this podcast. I'll leave the line open for two weeks. And here's the number, 323-739-4330. 323-739-4330. And if you can't remember this number, go to harlandwilliams.com and the number's right there on the homepage at the bottom. 323-739-4330. Leave me a voicemail. Let me know why you deserve the shirts. And remember, there's only two of them. And I will play the winners on the podcast, okay? I, I will play their message on the podcast so people can hear why I thought it was a great message and why they deserve to win. So there you go. A, a beautiful gesture, a $65, one-of-a-kind Harlan Williams hand-drawn T-shirt. I believe the shirts are large to extra large. So if you're a small person, well, I get you know, it doesn't matter. If you're a small person and you want the shirt, maybe you can pay it forward and give it to someone who's bigger than you. I don't know. We won't discriminate. You can be whatever size you want. So um, so in two weeks, once, I, uh, once you hear this podcast from the time I post it, uh, we'll let you have two weeks to leave a message. Remember, two minutes max on the message. Sometimes if messages are too long, I lose interest and I get bored. So don't, don't you know, it's probably better short and sweet or somewhere in the middle, but it's up to you. Maybe you get carried away with a, a long, dramatic story that breaks my heart, and I'm like, oh, my God, i got to have the shirt. 
Um, so that being said, uh, look forward to it. Thank you again. And just just for the record, as generous as this um, this was, I don't want to encourage people to buy the shirts up and do the same thing because as nice as this gesture is, I'm going to do this as a one-off thing, but I wouldn't want people to keep doing that because if, if we if we keep just buying the shirts to give them away, you know, you might have hardcore Harlan fans out there somewhere who really wanted a Harlan shirt and now they're not able to get them because they're being snapped up and being given away. So I love the gesture, but let's let's make this a one-time kind of thing and uh, and we'll have some fun with it. And uh, someone will get two beautiful shirts uh, with much deep, great uh, thanks to our mystery woman out there in Oz. I won't say if she's from Perth or from Melbourne or Sydney. I won't say if she's from the, the Outback. Maybe she's even from Wolf Creek, mate. Maybe she's, she's from that crazy place, Wolf Creek. I'm not going to say. But uh, great stuff. And uh, so last time with the phone number, 323-739-4330. Let's see if you win the Harland Williams shirt. And just for the record, it's only one shirt per person. So if you win, you only get one shirt. Okay, two people get to win. And I'm not going to give two shirts to the same person. Okay, let's be fair. Let's spread, let's spread the wealth here. So one shirt per, per winner, and uh, look forward to your calls. 323-739-4330, mate. The Harland Highway. Crazy news story. That's weird. Wow. That's strange stuff. Oh, gosh. Here we go. Here's a crazy news story. You ready for the headline? Yikes. Woman killed by alligator after doing client's nails during lockdown in South Carolina. Oh, that's just, that's a sad one right away. You know, you're a nail expert, first of all, and you get eaten by something with some of the ugliest nails. I mean, have you ever seen alligators' nails? They're big and they're long and they're black. I mean, that's just the worst irony of all. You, you, you're, you're a nail. You, you make people's nails look nice for a living. And a critter with some of the ugliest nails alive decides to eat you. So let's get into this. A woman who was visiting a client for an in-home nail appointment during lockdown in South Carolina was attacked and killed by an alligator in South Carolina, according to police. Cynthia Covert, 58, drowned Friday after an alligator repeatedly pulled her into a pond, according to a report from the sheriff. Her death has been ruled an accident. Wait a minute. That ain't no accident. That alligator didn't accidentally pull her down and eat her. That, that was... That's pre that's premeditated. That's if I'm the alligator, I'm like, hey, look at the idiot standing on shore, getting close to me. I'm gonna have that idiot for lunch, and I hope it's a nail salon person. So that's no accident on the alligator's side. Quote: This unfortunate tragedy reminds citizens to be alert and cautious around our low country wildlife. The, he urges, the sheriff urges the public to enjoy the outdoors safely and responsibly. Well, it's easy to say. You, you know, like 19-foot alligators hide underwater with just their beady little eyes sticking up out of the, out of the moss. It's not like the alligators are standing in front of you doing a tap dance. You're doing, hello, my baby. Hello, my darling. I want to eat your head. These guys are, are stealth bombers, man. They, they, you don't know they're there. So, of course, we want to be safe and responsible, but how, how do you do that to the invisible enemy? Barbara Howell said Covert came to her home to do her nails with a glass of wine and was, quote, acting strange. 
Although Governor Henry McMaster lifted a mandatory stay-at-home order on May 4th, South Carolina's beauty salons must remain closed for now. Oh, what, so one bad alligator eating and we got to shut it all down? This is the mentality that drives me nuts. So a, a nail person goes out to the country where someone's home is on the edge of a swamp. They get randomly eaten and ambushed by an alligator because the idiot went too close to the, to the water. Okay, nothing to do with the nail industry. And the government goes, shut the nail industry down, close all the nail shops. God forbid someone's sitting in the uh, nail chair at a salon and, a, and an alligator bursts through the plumbing and eats a customer because, you know, the alligators like the water. I mean, it's just so... No, Is anybody thinking? And what's with this? She was acting strange. Was, was she drunk? What does that mean, acting strange? Covert saw the alligator when she was doing Howell's nails on the porch, and when she was finished, she left the porch to take pictures of the alligator. Howell said she screamed to Covert that the alligator had grabbed a deer from the spot, and Covert replied, it don't look like a deer, and tried to touch the animal. Because, you know, if you're not getting eaten by alligators or doing nails, you want to be touching dead deer. You know, that's just what you do. If you're not if you're not working and you're not getting swallowed, well, why not go out and look for dead deer so you can touch them? The alligator grabbed Covert by the leg and started to pull her into the water. Howell's husband, William, told the police he heard his wife yelling, went to the porch, and ran down the steps as the gator lunged at Covert. Howell said he and a neighbor, Michael Clawson, okay, see, it had to you had to have the word claw in there. Nails, claws. Michael Clawson threw a rope to Covert and she grabbed it while standing waist deep in the water. Okay. She was only waist deep. I guess I won't do this again, Covert said in a very calm voice, according to the witness. That just seems a little weird. You, you've been pulled into the water by a man-eating alligator... You're only waist deep, so why can't you just walk out? Someone throws you a rope and you go, well, I guess I won't be doing this again. As the pair tried to pull her from the water, the alligator started to roll and Covert lost her grip on the rope. That's what alligators do. They grab their prey and they roll them. They roll them to rip pieces of flesh off of their, their victims or they roll them to you know, pull them underwater. Clausen said that told the police the alligator took her underwater and she released the rope. I mean, wouldn't you is the minute you're in the water with wouldn't you be clamoring to get out? Wouldn't you be running? We've all run through the water. It's slow. But she was only waist deep. It's not like she had to swim to shore. She was waist deep. Her legs were were touching bottom, I'm assuming. She couldn't just run out. Or was the, was the alligator still holding under? I don't know. When sheriff's deputies and the fire department arrived, they saw no movement on the pond, according to the report. Ten or fifteen minutes later, Covert's body surfaced. Then the alligator pulled her back underwater, but resurfaced a few moments later, and an officer was able to shoot it. Police retrieved the body, which had severe wounds to the left leg. Covert was the third person killed by an alligator in South Carolina in the past four years. Before those attacks, South Carolina had never recorded a person killed by an alligator. So the gators are getting angrier, folks. But isn't that just horrifying? You know, I'm joking around. Of course I feel horrible for this person. It's, it's not a, what a horrible way to die. But isn't it interesting how fleeting it is? Like you do something so innocent, you, you head over to do nails, okay? I'm going to go over to Alice's house and do her nails. Nowhere in that conversation was there ever even an inkling of, and I might get consumed 
by a 400 million year old species that's lived as long as the dinosaurs in a swamp. Like it's just, it, it doesn't, that's like saying I'm going to 7-Eleven to get a bag of chips. Oh, and I hope I don't get attacked by a Siberian tiger and eaten in the parking lot. Like some things just don't mesh together, aren't, aren't supposed to connect, aren't supposed to happen here. Here's a lady. She survives like the worst virus we've had in 120 years. She's trying to do something to clear her mind, to, to distract herself, to be friendly, to have fun, to have a little glass of sherry. Does some nail painting, some, some filing. Goes to play with a dead deer and finds herself at the bottom of a swamp getting eaten by a prehistoric giant lizard. Wow. So, you know what, folks? Just hold off on getting your nails done. Let them grow. Be safe. And stay off the wine. Don't don't get drunk and go looking for dead deer meat. Crazy. My George, I think he's got it. <laughs> Oh, easy. Excuse you. Excuse you. Oh, God. Whew. Well, I guess we'll uh, we'll leave it right there with the crazy news story. We covered a lot of ground today, didn't we? Uh, so let's uh, let's end the uh, podcast right here and right now. Oh, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Harland Highway podcast. Phil. Hey, Phil? Phil? Phil Connors? Oh, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Harland Highway podcast. Phil? Hey, Phil? Phil? Phil Connors? Oh, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Harland Highway podcast. Phil? Hey, Phil? Phil? Phil Connors? Oh, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Harland Highway podcast. Phil? Phil Connors? Phil? Okay, I'm not going to do I was just kind of making a point about the Groundhog Day. You see, it's getting to me. Is it getting to you? Ay, ay, ay. All right, so this is now officially the end of the podcast. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Don't forget, everybody, uh, please check out my Patreon site. It's patreon.com backslash Harland Williams. We're putting up all kinds of hilarious videos. It's the only place you can see them. These are videos that I've been working on behind the scenes that are just crazy. If you think the podcast is crazy, please join up on my Patreon site and uh, get in on the laughter. And if for whatever reason you don't like it, you just jump off. You can cancel your subscription. It's that easy. It's like flicking a light switch. I'm hoping you jump on, you like it, you support, and uh, and I can keep bringing more and more stuff to you. Okay? Uh, so that's it, guys. Stay safe. Get your borkas on. And uh, let's get through this thing. Okay? Uh, much love, be kind to one another, and uh, until next time, with your borka, chicken, chow mein, baby. Borka, you son of a, what the fuck, it's a borka, what the fuck is wrong with you, Mr. Williams?